anybody else about what you are going through, how difficult life is, and all the pains and attacks and everything that you're going through, and you want to blame the public, we want to blame our government. When you've come with purpose, don't you know no one can foil your purpose but you? Welcome to Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. We invite you to stay tuned for a life-changing word. Do you recall that there was a commercial in connection with the preservation of North American lands and forests, even the streams and rivers? It had to do with the preservation from the standpoint of stop the pollution and preserve what God has given us. An Indian would come on the scene with only a tear falling from his eye. That tear spoke volumes about the importance of and the necessity of preserving what God has given us. Well, in this particular message, I'll be speaking about when Jesus wept and the power of his tear. So stay tuned as I speak from the theme, don't miss your time of visitation. Look at someone and help me this morning by saying to that person, don't miss the time of your visitation. As we begin our journey in this incomparable week, incomparable because there is no other week in the history of the world that can ever compare with this week. It's a week filled with prophetic drama. Prophetic drama and biblical intrigue. We're compelled to reckon with this week that we've come to refer to as Holy Week. Some refer to it as Passion Week. Still others crucifixion week. Whatever we label it, it is in commemoration of something historic, watch this, and yet has in it the thread of destiny. It happened, and in a sense it is yet happening. We commemorate, we celebrate, as we have done just a few moments ago. I know my Redeemer lives. And then not only do we celebrate that, but we remember when Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by each measured step, moved progressively to a cross 
to a hill called Golgotha, to a place of suffering and death. Jesus died for us. Song poet was right when he put it this way. He said, man of sorrow was his name. What a name. For the son of God who came for ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah. What a savior. Oh, four gospel writers offer their rendition of this narrative. Telling the story that changed the world. Changing the world to the extent that it has not ceased. It started there in the days of Jesus, but it's still going on today. He's still redeeming. He's still reclaiming. He's still constraining. He's still converting. He's still causing man to know that he died once for all. And even now, that power of the cross and the death of Jesus still draws men and women. If I, biggest mistake the devil ever made was to let him be hung high and drop his head in the locks of his shoulder and die. He died. He died. He sure enough died. I'm so grateful he wasn't in a coma. I'm so grateful that when they came to break his legs, to hasten his death, he was dead already. Somebody ought to just lay aside all your pride, all of your sophistication, and just begin to give God praise that he not only made it up the Rio Della Rosa, struggle with his cross, God brings a black man alongside, helps him with his cross, caused him to stay on that cross until he could decree and declare, it is finished. Hallelujah. The great transactions done. The price is paid. And he did it all for you. Yeah, I said he did it all for you. Every skeptic, every scoffer, he did it for you. Those of you who don't have time for the church, he did it for you. Those of you who are not a part of the kingdom, he did it for you. Those of you who think that you're too big to worship and serve this lowly Nazarene, then he did it for you. It's a wonderful thing that he did it for the world. This is the message of the Lenten season. It's another visitation. Visitation from our God. Visitation from our Lord and Christ. So notice the compassion he wept. Notice the consequences. If we do not respond, there will be consequences. 
if we do not respond positively. And then lastly, the consideration. Not only will you be affected, but even our children. Stay tuned. I believe you will be challenged and inspired not to miss your time of visitation. You wonder why certain things are pervasive in our community? It's because we have less of God and more of man. It's because we've turned to other devices and left our God. It's because we have taken systematically a dismantling approach to all that God set up to make a nation great. City! God's weeping! When will we weep over our city concern? Thank you for letting me release my relevancy. You know why? Because there is a point where you and I have to have compassion. We're so busy trying to climb the corporate ladder, trying to impress someone with our significance that we've lost compassion. Incessant murders in a population less than 100,000. 60,000 people. And we're losing. And we can still go home. What are we gonna eat tonight? And we can still get up in the morning some mornings I stand out on my deck and the dark and the dawn hasn't even come yet and I stretch my hands over this city and I said, oh God, if you're concerned, make me concerned. If you want to change, then make the change through me. It's not about a job. You don't pay me to preach. I preach because of passion and purpose and calling and that if folk would realize how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? There's time now for solemn compassion. Jesus was weeping sympathetically with Mary and Martha. But when you read over in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, verse 7, you're going to see Jesus wept there too. It's amazing in the gospel writers, we don't hear that Jesus wept in Gethsemane. It says that, that uh, sweat like great drops of blood fell from his brow. And he was wrestling as a high priest for us. 
When the Hebrew writer picks it up, the Hebrew writer says, and read it for yourself, in chapter 5, verse 7 of the Hebrew epistle, it says there that Jesus was there amidst his prayers and supplication with what? Strong crying. You know what strong crying is? Strong crying is the kind of crying that you can't stop. Anybody? I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the snatches. I'm not talking about the snatches. You know what the snatches are. Y'all looking at me so funny. You know what type of the snatches are? After you've been whipped and after you have cried, then you <laughs> I call it the snatches. Okay, now listen to me. I'm saying that there, listen, it's, it's important that Jesus wept in his high priestly role for us with strong crying. Nobody could stop him. Remember when David was crying at the death of his son? The Bible said that morning and noonday and night, he was crying and he refused to be quieted. There is a point in your life and mine when we would be so overwhelmed with compassion that nobody could stop us from crying. It is the Lenten season, and I trust that you have been blessed and inspired not to miss your time of visitation. You may observe that we are coming to you from our beautiful sunny Isle of Bermuda, and you see in the background our ocean as well as our palms on this Palm Sunday. May God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.